Hello and welcome to the Get Up and Glow podcast. First one of the new year. Hope you all had a lovely Christmas. So we're back. We are fully in it. January, lots of people starting their fitness journey. Um, so if that is you, welcome. We're going to do today a bit of a Q&A sort of episode. I've had a lot of my members asking different questions or it's the things that are kind of cropping up as the issues, if you like. So I just thought I'd go over them and hopefully it can help you. And a lot of the questions have kind of been around either completely starting afresh or getting back into fitness. So let's just go for it. First question was how to get over the fear of being the new girl. Um, And as I say, there's lots of people joining the fitness journey right now. And that's the first thing I'd say is if you are thinking of getting started right now, you're definitely not alone. So many people, like this is the busiest time of year for gyms. So many people are getting started. So when you go into a gym, whether it's a big commercial one, like your pure gym, all that sort of stuff, your JD, or whether it's something smaller, like my studio, like the group PT, you're not alone. You're going in thinking you're the new person, thinking that you're, everyone's going to be looking at you, everyone's going to be wondering what you're doing. And so many people are feeling the exact same way. Like one of the girls who started this week, she messaged me afterwards, she started the group PT and she messaged me and she was like, what a lovely welcoming group of girls and said how welcome she felt and how much at ease she felt. And what's funny is I've had this conversation with so many people this week, so many people have been messaging, asking to join the studio, asking to join Get Up and Glow, but they're really nervous that they're the new person, they're not going to be as good as everybody else, they're not as fit, and what you need to remember is that everybody started somewhere, myself included, I've been that new person walking into a gym before, I've been scared, I've been nervous, and the only way you get over it is by starting and not being the new girl anymore. So a couple of tips I'd say is if you're going into a big commercial gym, get yourself a plan. So things like that's why Get Up and Glow is amazing because the girls that are on the gym program and Get Up and Glow, they go in, they go onto the app and they've got all of my workouts in there. Each exercise I've done a video demo. It's like I'm there PT and yeah, I'm telling you exactly how to do the exercise and I'm talking you through it. And you basically put your headphones in, you look at the videos and you crack on with it. So automatically you're going in feeling a little bit more confident because you know what you're doing. So that would be my first thing is get yourself a plan, whether it's on a program like that or you write something down yourself. Years ago when I used to train in a commercial gym, I would write down, I would like go on Google, go on Instagram, whatever, have a little look for some exercises and I would write a little plan in the notes in my phone. Then I'd go into the gym, I would go on like a treadmill or a cross trainer or something that is kind of like in the middle of the room and I would spend 10 minutes on there just having a little look around, kind of seeing where everything is, getting the scope of the place so that I didn't feel like I had to walk around and be like, oh, oh, where is everything, and start panicking. So I'd stand on there for 10 minutes or so, have a little look, see where everything is, set yourself at ease, and then go off. And especially if you're starting out, don't think you've got to go over to the big bars. You don't need to be on the barbells. You don't need to be doing all these massive big weights. Go and get yourself a set of dumbbells and a kettlebell, 
go into a little corner where there's not loads of people, have a look either at your program on your app or in your notes on your phone, whatever it may be, and just work through the program. Start small, do 20 minutes. When you're done, off you go. Happy days, you're sorted. And as you start progressing, you're going to make your workout a little bit longer. Once you're more confident with that, then you start moving up to the big weights. But it's taking small little steps. Other little tips, if you're starting off, whether it's in a commercial gym or in more of a private sort of thing, wear something you feel comfortable in. Don't wear something where you're going to be tugging, pulling your pants up because that's going to make you feel more uncomfortable. If you go into a commercial gym, take a set of headphones and put your favourite music on. And the most important thing, just start. Like, I promise you, nobody is looking at you. Everyone in these gyms is either so involved in the workout that they're too busy. They're too busy focusing on what they're doing that they're not looking at you. Or a lot of people are equally as scared, especially at this time of year. People are starting afresh. They're feeling uncomfortable. So I promise nobody is looking. Um, so yeah, it is scary. But the quicker you get started, the quicker you're not the new girl anymore. And next question kind of in line with this this came from somebody who's just joined get up and glam and she's asking how does she know what sort of weights to lift and that's a really really good question um if you are completely new to exercise and you're not working in a gym with a pt um weight suggestions so if you've never done anything before and you are in a gym i would get yourself just go over to some really little lightweights and see what you can do um starting off with like for your arms maybe around three four five kilograms and to be honest not too much heavier for your lower body you want to start off lighter because you want to be able to walk the next day so just go over get yourself some lighter weights get a little selection of them and say you say your rep range is around like eight to twelve reps which if you're starting out i'd probably suggest that you want to be feeling it and struggling it by your last two or three reps and then that weight is spot on for you. If you're getting to your last rep and it doesn't feel like a struggle, you need to go a little bit heavier. Similarly, if you are getting to your third or fourth rep and you're struggling to lift that weight, it's too heavy, go lighter. So you want to be, if you've got a set rep range, eight to 12 reps, by about reps six, seven, eight, you want to be feeling the struggle a little bit, but you want to be able to complete your reps. If you can't complete them, take it lower. If it feels too easy and you're not pulling a fun, funny face and thinking, oh God, this hurts, take your weights a little bit heavier. But it's just kind of, if you're on your own here, it's a little bit playing around, trying different things. And then the most important thing I'd say is record your weights write down the weights that you're doing so that each week when you go to the gym, you're not just kind of like, okay, I'm guessing. You're never going to see progress if you keep hopping to different things. So both the girls in my studio and all of my online members, they all have, they all record their weights. All the online members record it in the app, in the Get Up and Glow app. The girls in the gym either do that or they have the notes in the phone open and each each exercise they write down the weight that they've lifted. So then it means next week when they go and do the same workout again, they can look back, see what they lifted and make sure they're doing the same thing. That will also go back to feeling more confident in the gym. Once you've kind of got to grips with what the exercises are and what weights you should be lifting, you can go in, you can get them, you're going to feel more confident straight away. Um, it's just the first few weeks, it feels a little bit awkward. 
Um, that then leads us into the next question, which was how to get over DOMS. DOMS is delayed onset muscle um, soreness, which is basically your muscles hurt. <laughs> you can't sit on the toilet. You can't move your arms. When you sneeze, your abs hurt. And what that is, is that's when you have worked a muscle that hasn't been worked for a while. And you tend to find you get DOMS. If you're completely new to exercise, it's really normal. If you are not new to exercise, but maybe you've took a break over Christmas and then you've come back to it, it's normal to ache. And the other time, if you're quite an experienced trainer, then you'll find every time your program changes and you do different exercises, different workouts, you'll feel them again. Um, what I will say is having doms aching isn't a sign of a good workout and you shouldn't be aching all the time forever yes if you're new to exercise or you're just getting back into it it is going to be a little bit harder but stay consistent keep doing it and I promise the the aches will kind of fade off but if you are someone who trains quite consistently and you have been doing it for a while and you are constantly aching you need to look at your recovery you need to be recovering better because you shouldn't be aching all the time. So this is now for everyone, whether you're a, begin you're a beginner or you're more advanced, how do you get over DOMS? How do you get rid of the aches and pains? So number one, sleep. The most important thing in your health and fitness journey, and I think it's one of the most overlooked. We all stay up far too late watching a Netflix series that nobody's even actually really looking at scrolling through our phone, whatever it may be that we're doing, like you're just there like a zombie and you go to bed later and you don't get your full sleep and sleep is when your body repairs. So it's when your muscles are repairing, it's when your immune system is repairing, it's so important. So make sure you're getting a good sleep. Make sure you're drinking lots of water. Water rehydrates your muscles. So lots of sleep, lots of water. Big one is protein so 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 important protein helps your muscles repair and recover so after you've exercised after you've worked the muscle they're ripping and that's what they do and then they need to fuse and repair back together and protein is going to help them do that so I would say as a woman everyone should be aiming to get over 100 grams of protein per day we can go more specific with it and all of my members, they know they've got their set protein goal. Um, but as a general rule of thumb, make sure you're trying to get 100 grams or over of protein. For that, you're looking at, if you're a meat and fish eater, you're looking at meat, you're looking at fish, um, other stuff. We've got Greek yogurt, we've got tofu, we've got corn, lots of lentils, beans, pulses. Make sure you're getting a good serving of protein with every single meal for your breakfast you might be looking at i have overnight oats so oats and a scoop of protein powder you can have greek yogurt you can have eggs cottage cheese for your lunches and your evening meals fish meat tofu corn whatever it may be make sure every time you plan your meals the first thing in your mind is what is my protein source here um so yeah sleep water protein and then lastly keep it moving I know when you're sore when you're aching you think oh you know what I'm just gonna sit here but if you go and sit at your desk for eight hours when you try and stand up you're not going to be able to so every hour try and get up try and move around a bit and then make sure you're stretching as well 
So now moving on a little bit, some of the other questions, how to be organized and make a plan. And with this, everybody's different. You need to find what works for you. And you also need to not let it consume your life. Otherwise, it's going to feel like a chore. For me, I like to spend 10 minutes every single Sunday planning my week ahead. I've got in my notes on my phone, I've got my, shop, my shopping list and my meal plan for the week. I just go in, I edit the meals I'm going to have. I edit my shopping list so I know what I've got. And I do my food shop on a Sunday if I've got time, if not on a Monday. But I always start the week with a food shop and knowing my clear plan of my meals. At the same time, in the same 10 minutes, I'm going to look at my week and I'm going to slot in what days I can fit my workouts in and I even write down what time I'm doing them because I find if I don't write down a time and I just wing it, more than likely it won't happen. So I spend 10 minutes on a Sunday thinking ahead, planning my meals, writing my shopping list, slotting in times for my workouts, looking when I can fit in some walks and Sunday is not going to work for everyone. One of my one-to-one clients doesn't work for her. That's her family day. She does it on a Monday. That's fine. Look at what works for you. But get yourself organised. Write it all down and get it out of your head. We all know when when we're not planning what we're doing, it's, it's not going to happen. So it can feel like a chore. It can feel like it's something that you don't want to do, but it shouldn't take you any more than 10 minutes um and batch cook so someone a different one-to-one client I was speaking to her yesterday she was saying when she's on it if you like she batch cooks all the time she'll spend a load of time on a Sunday doing it but then when she's not on it she doesn't do it because it again it feels like a chore so I said to her you don't need to dedicate three hours on a Sunday to batch cooking of course that's going to feel like a chore it's taking up a load of your weekend instead look at your evening meals can you can you make double the portions? I had chicken curry last night. I made, it was for two of us, I made it for four. I put a load in the Tupperware, I put it in the freezer. When I make a big pan of scouse, I make enough to feed about 16 portions. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I make loads. I make enough to last us a couple of meals that week. And then again, I Tupperware up a load of different portions, put them in the freezer. So then if I have... Like this this week, I didn't have time to do my food shop on Sunday. I worked all day. So I knew I didn't have any lunch for Monday. Went in the freezer, took out a tub of Wear of Scouse, sorted, I stayed on plan. I went and did my food shop on Monday instead. So it's trying to find these little nooks and crannies of being organised without it taking over your entire life. And for me, that's a massive one. When you're cooking your evening meals, even if you're cooking for a family of four, you can still cook for six people or eight people instead. And yes, that food shop, when you're initially doing it, might feel a little bit more expensive. But once you've got a freezer full of food, it's probably going to save you money because it's going to stop you buying a takeaway instead. And that tub of wear of scouse probably cost me about a pound to make. If there's two of us, it might be three pound tops for that two portions versus spending 20 quid or, to be honest, it's more than that now, the price of takeaways. So... It's them little things that you try and make a part of your life. And instead of thinking, I need to do this every Sunday, it takes no extra time through the week when you're cooking your tea anyway, just to make a little bit more of it. Um, next question. This has come up a few times this week. How to get over the mid-afternoon slump. And 
that would be look at what you're eating beforehand. I did an Instagram post on this the other day. So many people think when they are dieting, let's skip breakfast or let's have a really small breakfast so I can save my calories till later so that you can have a treat at your desk or you can have a treat after your tea when you're on the couch later. But the reason you're probably feeling like you need that treat, the reason that you have that slump at three, four o'clock in the afternoon when you're getting bored and tired and work and ready to, to, to go home is because you've not fueled yourself enough earlier in the day. So my biggest advice would be have a decent breakfast, fill it full of protein and have a load of like fruit and veg in there for the extra fiber. Have a decent lunch, have like a big fulfilling lunch. And if you're fueled up throughout the day, you're going to be giving both your body and your brain enough energy that you shouldn't feel that slump. Because half the time, the slump in the afternoon as well, it's your brain. Your brain is tired. So you don't, it's starting to think, oh, I need like, I need a little rush. I need a little bit of sugar. So if you keep feeling like you're getting that little slump in the afternoon, get a decent breakfast in you, a decent lunch. And my other tip would be, get yourself a high protein snack for the afternoon, preempt the fact that you're going to have the slump and plan in a snack for that time, but make it high protein, make it satisfying. And one of one of my clients a while ago, she's a teacher. And um, she said that when she was driving home from work, she was always shattered. She'd get home, she'd make two, two slices of toast before she had her tea because she was shattered and she was starving. So we brought in a high protein snack for it sometimes it would be like a yogurt pouch sometimes it would be a clear whey juice like a high protein juice and she would have that in her car as she was driving home from work and then she didn't feel like she needed the toast then because she'd had some protein she felt she felt satisfied and then she was fine until she cooked her tea and adding that extra 100 200 calories worth of snack in there is probably going to save you quite a few hundred calories down the line and make you not feel like you want to overeat so yeah if you're tired if you keep having that slump if you keep wanting that snack get more more calories in you earlier in the day and more protein next question not feeling motivated and the new year new me vibes don't worry loads of people aren't start small Set yourself a couple of non-negotiables, whether it's going out for a walk every day, whether it's having a bit of fruit and veg every day. Have a look at a couple of things that you know you can slot into your life quite easily. It's not too much of a chore. It's not getting up at five o'clock in the morning for the gym. Pick these non-negotiables, stuff that you know is going to make you feel better, but you can do quite easily and start ticking the boxes with that. Me, it's non-negotiable. You've got to do it. You do it every single day for a week or two. And I bet you feel better. I bet you feel that you've got more energy. And then the motivation will start to come. Like, I won't lie. Last week, I was shattered. I had a bit of the leggy, just getting back into work after the Christmas break. And I had no motivation at all. On Monday, I thought, you know what? Get your big girl knickers on. Give it a go. I tracked all my calories, tracked my protein, had a good night's sleep, did my workout, did my steps, smashed life. And whilst that one day isn't going to have made any difference to my progress, what it did to my mentality is it made me think, you know what, you've got the scale, you can do this. And then I felt motivated the rest of the week. 
So set yourself a little task list, nothing overwhelming, nothing too big, but set yourself that list, tick it off, and I promise you the motivation will follow that. But yeah, don't think that because Instagram is telling you new year, new me, don't think that you've got to do everything. You don't have to do 20,000 steps. You don't have to join a six-week challenge where you're going to lose a dress size and have the most amazing progress pictures. That's okay. Just do what's going to make you feel good. Last thing, and then I'm going to stop talking, is ranges. Something I've talked about to a few people this week. Ranges is where there isn't a magic number. So say say you've been set a calorie goal of 1,600 calories. That isn't the be all and end all, that number. And so many people, if they've got that calorie, if they've got 1,600 calories, but they know they're going to go slightly over, they then think, oh God, I've failed, I've gone over, and they give up. So set yourself a range. Your range is going to be 1,500 to 1,700 calories. Anywhere, so you've got a 200 calorie range there. Anything you hit within that, you're spot on. You're going to make progress still. Same with steps. Say you've got a 10,000 step target. There's nothing magical about that. Set a range of eight to 12,000 steps. Anything in that, you're flying. And the reason I ask a load of my clients to do this is because it makes you still feel like you can do it. It's achievable. And it makes you not want to give up if you don't hit that exact, exact number. And you've got to think every day in your life is different. What you eat is different. How much sleep you get is different. Your work day is different. How many meetings you've got and how tired to the desk you are is different. Whether you've got a social event on. Days vary, so you can't expect to be able to get the exact same amount of steps and calories every day either. So if you do anything from this podcast, set yourself some ranges that are achievable and in line with your goals, and I promise you, it will make life just feel that little bit easier and give you a bit more flexibility. Right, that's it from me. I've got to get to the studio. We've got more group PTs, and I'm going to be running a little bit late, I think. (laughs) Um, No, I'll get there. I'll just be whizzing. So that's it from me. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love it to get out to more people. So please share it with any of your friends that are on their fitness journey. Share it on your social media. Like it, subscribe to it. It honestly makes so, so much difference. If you want a little bit more support on your fitness journey, give me a shout. We've got Group PT. We've got Get Up and Glow. And at the end of January, I am going to be taking on a couple more one-to-one coaching clients. There isn't too many spaces left but there are a couple so I will take a few more on so if you want any help whatsoever give me a little dm on instagram and I will speak to you all next week bye